Welcome to the bonus episode for 460 of Conversation Street. I'm Gemma. I'm Michael. Today we're doing a classic character profile. Yeah, it's very classic. It's Tanya Pooley. It's Tanya Pooley. Oh, she's evil. She, and beautiful. This is, this is a really kind of notorious Corrie villainess, isn't it? And it's someone who, up until fairly recently, until the repeats on ITV3, well, that was, I guess, like a few years ago, I didn't really know very much about, apart from, oh, what a bitch. Oh, she's so evil. And, and you just come off the back of watching some of her episodes on our on our DVD watched, journey, I think I you? watched quite a lot of what Tanya got up to. I didn't watch all of it, obviously, but I feel like I know her a bit better than some characters that are actually much more famous than she was, because she was only in it for like, a year... But she yeah. was in it for quite a lot. Because she, she was a barmaid. Yeah, yeah. And she had a couple of big stories and then yeah. she was out. It was it was a very much kind of in, do your story, off you go then. And she's actually she's really kind of notorious in Coronation Street villainess history. Not that there is a huge, you know, legacy of Cory villainesses anyway. I'm trying to think of like how many I mean, Maya's Maya's one and who's that lady that got frozen? And alone. She evil. Yeah, kind of, but not at the beginning, really. I think that I think that Tanya's like pretty bad, isn't she? She's pretty naughty. Yeah, I mean, when I when I think of Corrie villains that I had heard of but not seen any of when when I was watching Corrie in the early days, Tanya was definitely a name that came up quite a lot. As was um, evil nurse, uh, not nurse, what's her name? Nanny Carmel Finnan. Um, and we we've seen a bit of her, and I quite enjoyed watching her as well. Like maybe maybe we come to this later about See, we've seen discussing all of the lack of Carmel, haven't we? We have, yeah, yeah. She was really made no impression on me. No, but I, I think we probably only saw about two episodes of her, and her yep. story was definitely a lot shorter. Right, let's talk about Tanya. Tanya. So she what? what? Oh no, I was, I was, she's only <laughs> got one. What you were going to read? One parent who's called Dennis. <laughs> Dennis yeah. Pooley, and her mother was. TBC <laughs> first appeared on the 31st of May 1993 last appeared on the 23rd of September 1994 she was in 142 episodes and she was played by Eva Pope yeah 142 episodes it really isn't much is it I, I think well it is a lot for a year I suppose well, May year and a half isn't it yeah. I suppose it says a lot for you know the, the fact that she is so well remembered and I think lots of people who watched at the time consider her a proper proper classic Corrie character let really? alone villainess yeah and I've been reading a few sort of forum threads and things uh, from people who watched it back in the day and going oh Tanya was great Tanya was amazing um, so <laughs> it, it just goes to show that even in this this short time period you can leave a lasting impression and and having watched her again I can kind of see why um, I think it helps that she was very beautiful and she had um, a quite alluring voice didn't she she, she very did. gravelly deep voice yes and it she had wait, 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 you're posh... not confusing her with phyllis pierce are you because we did a oh, character no, profile of her a couple of weeks ago Oh, Des. no she um she also had a pretty posh accent yeah i think yeah yeah um but th- this is um 
this is this is Eva Pope, sorry, first ever telly role, or at least first major one, as far as I can tell. So this is a real, this is a great one to have as your your debut, isn't it? She she studied at the Weber Douglas Academy of Dramatic Arts, don't you know? Oh, good. And then went went straight into Coronation Street. Yeah. So um, we we don't know very much about Tanya's backstory. We know that her parents split up when she was young, and she grew up rather a lonely child. Um, and then after leaving school, she started working in a nightclub where she meets Alex Christie, who was a married bookkeeper. More on that to come later, because I think this is a little bit of... You know, it, I, with, with, oh, with Tanya's story, I, I wonder how much of it was planned in advance, kind of the arc of the character, because we know that they do plan Corrie a long time in advance. And the fact that this character was only there for, you know, what, a year and a half, I wonder... You know what? What were the original plans for her? Did it was it? Did it always intend to go the way it did? And I, I tell you what, when I was watching, when I was watching it on ITV three, whenever it was last year, let's say, uh, although I, uh, I enjoyed watching Tanya and I enjoyed her bitchiness around and of everything. I do remember that I didn't find her story particularly engaging right up until the climax but I think I didn't get it and and doing a bit of research for for this character profile today I'm kind of unpicked and uncovered a lot more about the story of Tanya Pooley than I ever got from actually watching the episodes and I and I think it's maybe to do with uh the fact that it was you know with these ITV3 repeats I'll often have them on like first thing in the morning I'll be watching them at one and a half speed or whatever and, I, and I've missed little bits and it kind of all makes sense now and I go oh that's what happened it actually sounds like quite a good little story arc for the character so I mean do you, do you want to take 1993 synopsizing and I'll take 94 and I'll be interested to know how much of this you've gleaned from the little bits of her that we've watched over the last you know month or two so 1993 this is when Liz goes to work at the Queen's which is a part, another pub where she's the manager there. And Tanya already is working there as a barmaid. And it turns out that she's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So she she wasn't... So many barmaids are kind of brought into the Rovers. Here's the new barmaid. But this one is a little bit different. She was already working at a bar that Liz had uh, got a job at. Pub. Interesting fact. She was credited as Tanya, spelt T-A-N-I-A, for her first six appearances. And then but they changed it. she spells it. it with a Y. I know. Why did they do that? I wonder. I think it's because somebody didn't know how to spell Tanya. I think, because usually it's spelled with a Y. I think off, uh, it, it, it has been known that spelling mistakes are made on yeah, credits, credits. But for six, yeah. six weeks there, I, I don't know. But she she did have a bit of a little stint in this Queen story. And then she went quiet for a little bit before coming back to the Rovers. So, sorry, I, I interrupted you. What did she get up to at the Queen's, Gemma? Do tell. Well, she stirs things up. Um, between uh, Jim and Liz by suggesting that Liz used her womanly ways to get hold of the pub and then Jim starts getting paranoid and he is convinced that Liz and the manager, Richard Wilmore, are having an affair. Yeah, so this is the the Newton and Ridley manager. He he reckons that Liz and him are, you know... Yeah, I just said, having an affair. I'm trying to think of a euphemism. So he punches him... And then Liz is like, oh, I have to choose between Jim or the pub. And she's like, I'd rather have a pub. Yeah, At Jim least the pub can't let me down. Jim was quite up. handy with his fists. And when he, <laughs> when he thought that she was um, knocking boots with him, he knocked ten bells out of him. Tanya gets fed up working for Liz and um, canoodling. Who's canoodling? Liz. 
Liz is canoodling. Liz canoodles with who Colin is, Barnes. Colin Barnes. Colin Barnes, De Barnes's oh, brother. Oh, Des Barnes's brother. Yeah, can you remember? He came in for like his tiny little amount in the yeah, early nineties. He returns in the late nineties. But yeah, he, he oh, and Liz have a bit of an affair. So he's she's she's like, oh, um, I I'm the best barmaid. I want a job. Yeah, Where? the Rovers. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I th- maybe maybe I should have shown you these notes before. I don't get it. She's like, I'm not. I'm not working at the Queen's anymore. Why? Liz. What has Liz got to do with the Rovers? She's nothing. Right, well, the story what? is. So Tanya is working at the Queen's. So right? She's like, I'm leaving. Liz comes and says, I'm managing this. Are you Colin Barnes? And Tanya's like, I'm not. I'm not dealing with this. I think she fancied Colin Barnes a little bit herself. So she said she didn't want to be working there at the Queen's anymore, watching Liz with her tongue down this bloke's neck. And so she goes down to the Rovers and says, "Oi, bet I'm the best barmaid around bet. these parts." Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that. Give bit. me a job. So she says, "I'm I'm the best barmaid in the whole world." And uh, Bet should have said that Betty's the best barmaid because she's like an award-winning barmaid. Mm. And so she gets a trial period. And Jack's like... <laughs> yeah, Jack, Jack is the pot one, isn't he? I can't, uh, yeah, oh, I guess Whatever. he was around there. He, he was his usual lusty self around her. He always, there was quite was a lot of barmaids that were taken on during Jack's time there that he, that he thought he had a chance with. He's and so he was like, oh, yeah, let me show you how to work oh. the pumps, lass. And, uh, well, she's the best barmaid in the area. She doesn't need any help. I think back in Jack's early days, he, he would sometimes be more successful uh, seducing the women, wouldn't he? Didn't he even get into bed um, with Bet that one time? He's not, he hasn't sort of pitched his um his attentions to women of a similar look and appearance to him no it's kind of still going for the same girls that he was going for when he was 20 years years younger so um tanya's kind of hints to bet that liz was being horrible about her to stir the pot and then she attracts the attention of de barnes yes des barnes the third this is all about des Tanya and Raquel is Tanya's story, isn't it? So, so. Um, he says, oh, come out for a meal. And she's like, no, I won't. And then she gets annoyed because um, uh, Raquel's modelling. And I think Tanya's just jealous and she thinks she's prettier than Raquel is. Yeah, I think I've got a feeling that for the first few months um, that Tanya was on the show, Raquel was away from it. I may be wrong here. Um, so she's kind of got her feet under the table a little bit. And then... She's, Raquel comes back, sort of saying, talking about this ooh, amazing modelling well, career. I've just been that off doing at. some modelling with my nice hair and my lovely eyes. And, and Raquel always used to see bar work as a bit of a stepping stone towards the the greater life of her model. And Tanya Whereas was Tanya's like, like a best barmaid ever. Nothing wrong with being a barmaid. I think Tanya wanted to be a wife. Yeah, a, a rich wife. Yeah, a looked after wife. What a bloody good idea that that would be. So, um, she yeah, she she's making fun of. Of Raquel for being ditzy and um, wanting to be a model because it seems rather far-fetched, really, to be honest. Um, And then she hears that Raquel is interested in Des, so she starts dating him out of spite just to annoy her. And then she tricks Raquel into thinking that she's got a job modelling at Armani. So if if a few years ago you'd said, tell me a story, tell me what gets what, what Tanya gets up to, this is one of her most famous episodes, I think, isn't it? And it's one of the stories as well that I think maybe got you a bit more interested in Raquel because right through the 90s episodes that we were watching, I remember you saying 
that you, you haven't seen much of Raquel, you don't think much of Raquel, no, but I'm this like, particular I don't episode... I get why Raquel's like... I mean, I know why she is, because I've seen other bits of her, but I just, I'm watching it going, there's nothing about Raquel in these episodes that makes me go, oh, wow, legend. Yeah, but this particular episode, I think, when oh, she yeah. gets tricked by Tanya, so she it goes just to breaks this your heart. Armani uh, modelling sheet, which is at uh, a greengrocer's. And uh, everyone's like, why is it our greengrocers? It's very suspicious. And she's like, no, that's just how they do it. Because I can just imagine a really pretentious um, fashion shoot taking place with cabbages in the background. So she turns up in the middle of the night wearing all her fancy gear. And then it becomes apparent that it was all a a big ruse. And it was actually Armani. Yeah, because there's a great scene where um, back in the Rovers where... Uh, Tanya is like telling Des what she's done, and she yeah. she's so proud of herself for yeah. She thinks it's hilarious for pulling this trick on Raquel, and and uh, Des is also a bit of a practical joker as well, isn't he? We've seen with the Wilton, so I think she thought that he would also see the funny side, but he just calls her a bitch and goes yeah, yeah. goes chasing well, after Raquel to bring her out and raped or the other way around. So he goes and rescues her, and then they end up dating. And so um, Raquel's like, why would you do this to me? And Tanya says, because I'm sick and tired of you looking down your nose at the rest of us, going on about how you're not a real barmaid, you're really a model. What you really are, love, is an over-made-up tart. That's all you'll ever be, so you better get used to it. <laughs> That's really mean. She's so she's so mean. Um, Raquel has to dress up as a Christmas elf for a modelling joke. and uh, so Modelling t- job. Sorry, modelling <laughs> joke. <laughs> so she makes fun of her, but then... Um, Actually, Raquel gets the last laugh because she enjoys it because she hangs out with kids. Yeah. So by by the end of 1993, they've set up this fantastic antagonistic partnership between Tanya and Raquel. Yeah, because she really, there was nothing redeemable about Tanya at all. She was just really mean spirited. And you can, I can kind of imagine how you would feel if you like, if you, if you had to like stand behind the bar with this woman who is really, let's be honest, pretty stupid but thinks she's so great and everyone else loves her. Oh, even she's though got she's a heart a of gold. A simpering idiot. And you're like, you're, you're just as equally as beautiful, but everyone hates you because you're a horrible old bitch. You would get mad, wouldn't you? <laughs> it, in many ways, it's really, really understandable. And I don't, obviously, as a, as a massive Raquel fan, I don't in any way condone um, Tanya's behaviour. I feel really behavior, sorry for Tanya but... because she, everything that happens to her is her own fault for being horrible. But she clearly has like a, a narcissistic personality disorder or something she's 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 got some kind of weird there were personality problem. there were definitely points during her year and a half on the show where you were supposed to feel sorry for her and realize that she's like, she's just been dealt a bad lot in life really apart yeah, from in the looks it's her department own fault. she's she's like a compulsive liar some people are just like that aren't you yeah they are and, and yeah and, and having to work with this person you're right who everybody loves despite yeah. You and know, really, I think not Tanya... Not two brain cells to rub together. Tanya, It'd make you jealous. Tanya values her own um, her own va- looks quite highly, I think. Mm. And um, she's annoyed because they're both equally as good looking, but somehow Raquel gets more attention and everyone likes her more, even though, you know, as she, she doesn't really factor in the personality problems mm. that, that she has compared to... To Raquel, so she doesn't get why everyone's so ha- so nice to Raquel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this this leads just to nineteen ninety four then, and and this is part of this that I, I when I was watching, I don't think I got. So she starts off the year by renting the flat above Jim's cafe, and there are hints on the show that something going on because we see her having this phone call with someone saying, "Oh, I found the perfect place," and I think 
that's supposed to be a bit of a mystery. And back when you watch that in the day and she's speaking, say, I've, I've got us, I've got somewhere. You're supposed to think, oh, who's that she's talking that? to? What's going on? But I think at the time when I was watching this a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I've, I've missed I've missed what's supposed to be happening here. I don't I don't know who she's talking to. I couldn't have been paying attention then. And it was kind of from that point onwards that I I kind of lost track of what was happening and maybe lost interest Sometimes a little bit in the Tanya be- story. We, we become a cropper when this happens because it's quite often that we're not paying attention and we don't know if it's supposed to be mysterious <laughs> yeah. or if we're just being thick. But from having a look at this on Coropedia, I think this is supposed to be mysterious at the moment. Okay, so a month later, okay. to, to compound the mystery, Alma goes up into the flat. So Alma, who obviously rented the flat out to Tanya, and it looks like it's barely been lived in. So it, it, what happens, what we, what we kind of get from this is that Tanya has just been using this flat as a love nest and um, Alma worries that, that Tanya, well, just somewhere to do Shag. your shaggins. Ah. Yeah, and, and Alma worries that Tanya may be prostituting herself. So That's she kind of confronts. Um, you, mean ta- it, you mean to use She might be sex term. working herself. She might be on the game. <laughs> she might be a lady of the night. Anyway, well, whatever, however you want to call think. it. Tanya tells Alma to keep her nose out when she confronts her about it. So a couple of weeks after this, Tanya's dad turns up at the Rovers, calling her a slut. And oh, Tanya, so rude. And, and this is when it all comes out, what's been going on. What's been Tanya going on? has been um, caught by her dad seeing this man who's married with two crids. Crids? <laughs> Kids? It's this Alex Christie, the person that we learned that she met in a nightclub a couple of years ago. Oh, God. And initially she'd held off dating this chap because she didn't want to break up a marriage in the same way that her own parents' marriage had been uh, broken up. So she had a bit of a conscience to her, believe it or not. But she ended up starting an affair because he was so irresistible and rugged points. and cockney. You don't get points for going, this is a bad idea. But I'll do it anyway. <laughs> and, and and it turns out she's been seeing this guy for like half a year or something. And now Stop Coronation it. Street these days sometimes like to throw in the fact that someone's <clears throat> been having a secret affair for, you know, quite a while. I'm thinking of Sharif's seven-year affair with Sonia. So, I mean, only half a year this person, Tanya, who we thought we we knew has been going out with uh, with with some other guy probably felt like a lot but it could have been worse i don't understand i don't understand this because does he have somewhere to go then who this man alex christie well he can't go to his own house because his wife's there but then why has it been barely lived in this flat well i i think tanya's living with her dad Oh. So and and then she so what she they rent this place and says let let's come come up to what, my so, love nest so above the calf. That's stupid. Alex Christie's like, "Oh, uh, I do love you, Tanya, but I can't shag in a house you live in." Yeah. That's yeah. stupid. It's 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 illicit Every and time sexy I come round here, there's cups in the sink and it puts me right off. Maybe the smell of sausage grease and uh and, and how, chip fat. How erotic. Are a bit of a turn on for them. I don't know. Anyway, she's like, I can't stay here full time. It's too erotic. She ends up having to move in there because, as I said, her dad throws her out. So this is now Tanya's permanent place. Well, as permanent as you can get as a character that's going to be leaving the show in about six months' time, never to return. But anyway, meanwhile, Des and Raquel. uh, You remember we said they were going out after the Armani incident. Things are starting to hot up a little bit more, and he moves her into his house, number six, Coronation Street. Tanya is jealous of this. Of course she is because she's there. She's she's. all she's got is like half a bloke yeah with a little flat and now Raquel's got a house and a man yeah I mean sadly for poor Raquel she thinks that she's got it made for life as well hasn't she and, mm. and that this is the story of Raquel and Des she thinks that 
this is wonderful, she's going to stay with him, they're going to settle down, have a family, yeah. and have kids together or whatever. Very and, domestic. And, and Des, really. Although he, he's a nice guy in many ways, and, and, and apparently Phil Middlemass said, who plays Des, that he got a lot of sympathy through this, through this story. Lot, lots of viewers at the time were kind of on Des's side. I don't side. get this, because he's a dog. I don't get this at all. He's just he a was a cheeky chaffy. Wasn't he? I don't know. I, I was never a big fan of Des, to be honest. But anyway, um, yeah, Tanya, who feels like Raquel has stolen her man in a way, um, is fed up because Alex is also um, choosing, increasingly choosing his own wife over her. So she starts to get really jealous of this too. Um, he tries to, he, he says that we're going to go on a trip to Amsterdam together, which he then cancels. Um, so she's really? like, this, this isn't the life that I wanted, really. There's only so much booty calling that you can have before you get fed up and want a little bit more, maybe. Oh, I hate it when the guy you're dating spend, wants to spend time with his other family. I know, it sucks. That's why I said that of affairs, everyone. It's too much it's hard too work. too much. I can't, listen, so, I find things complicated when like, I have a subscription that comes out every four weeks instead of every month. That's too complicated for me. <laughs> I can't imagine having an affair. It's too much like Thank hard goodness work. for that. I'm glad, darling, that oh. it's, that's the only reason that's holding you back. Uh, yeah, it's too much, so, too much hassle. Tanya is like, right, I'm going to make my move on Des Barnes. So Raquel one day is away on a modelling contract in Birmingham. Tanya plies Des with drinks, get a takeaway, takes, her back to a, takes him back to her flat and stays the night with him. Takeaway you could get me with, though, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Des feels guilty about this but he's like well you know I'm going to carry on seeing both women so this is like the most complicated love triangle kind of thing ever so you've got Alex Swinton is married and seeing Tanya Des is seeing Raquel and Tanya oh that's it maybe it sounded more complicated that's still pretty complicated it's not that complicated <laughs> so Des Tanya knows that she's seeing both of them. Does Des know that she's seeing Alex? I don't even know whether he does at the moment. But anyway, Des, um, Des also offered more than just sex and money too. He 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 kind of did offer a loving relationship. He he he. Alex wasn't really interested in that. I get, I get the picture. He was just interested in a bit of how's your father with a younger woman. So Tanya is kind of happy with this relate with this relationship. She doesn't see Raquel as a threat whatsoever. Um, so, and, and throughout all this, Raquel is remaining blissfully ignorant, sort of under the delusion that Des is going to be proposing to her any minute now. She, she does know that Tanya is seeing two women, though. <laughs> Not two women, two men, sorry. She knows he, that Tanya's got... Knows? Raquel. Raquel she knows that Tanya's got two men on the go, because I, th- I can't remember how she finds out. I don't know whether Tanya kind of confides in her a little bit. And, and she feels sorry for Tanya. And this, this, is the, this is the kind of the cringy bit of it. She's being cheated on by Des with Tanya and, Ta- and, and and Raquel feels sorry for Tanya for having to share her man. It was all, it was quite nicely plotted actually. So she says to Tanya, look, you, you should just give up, give up Alex really and go and stick with your other man, whoever that is. Now things take a turn for the better for Tanya a little bit later in the year because Tanya tells her he's going to leave his wife for her. Brilliant. Ha, whatever. At the same time though, Des decides that he wants Tanya for himself. 
then Alex is like, oh no, actually, I can't do it. I can't leave my wife. Sorry. So she's I think it's a... more like his kids that she he didn't want to leave. Quite quite possibly, yeah. So she's being pulled this way and that, which again, like we were saying earlier, you do feel a little bit sorry for her during some of this. So Tanya decides to finish with Alex and go full time with Des. But then Alex dumps himself on her saying, no, I am actually finished with my wife. Oops. So she, he, he, she's like, can I, can I move into your flat now, darling? And she's like, oh, I was just about to leave you for Des. So Des is fed up with this. He's been having all these illicit phone calls with Tanya. He thinks that maybe she's going to go full time with him and he's going to have to let Raquel down. But he's like, I can't, well, what's going on now? Now you've got Alex down with you. So this leads us to another fantastic scene. And this was really the climax of this love triangle, quadrangle thing. Um, which we, again, we watched just recently. Des goes over to Jim's cafe, lets himself into the flat and confronts Alex and Tanya in bed. And he's like, what are you doing? Get out of bed. She's, she's my woman. She's mine. She's supposed to stay with me. Little does Des know that Raquel has followed him. He's, she's snuck mm-hmm. out behind him, followed him up to the flat. And this is how it gets broken this to is her. Awful. This is like Des, the her most... boyfriend, has got another woman. This is the most Sophie thing I've, I've seen um, in, on Coronation Street because you've got Alex and Tanya in bed together while Des comes in and starts shouting at them and then Raquel comes in and starts crying pitifully because um, she now worked out that he's having an affair so everyone's shouting at each other and Tanya's just in bed like oh damn it <laughs> that also leads to the most fantastic Coronation Street fight that we've seen so far <gasps> yes. like up until that point that was that was the best I know we, I know there's some classic curry fights like you know most of Ken and Mike to be honest but usually yeah. that's like a punch and that's it isn't it but this is yeah. a proper choreographed I, rumble through the cafe I talked about this when we talked about the first half of the 90s Recently. Yeah, just recently. But um, it really was one of the best fights I've ever seen on Coronation Street, and mm. it's a testament to like the, the choreography of the fight itself and how much time they gave to it. Because honestly, I didn't care who won, and I wasn't that bothered. I didn't really know who Alex was. Des, I don't care one way or the other about him. So it wasn't like I had a personal stake in in like why they were fighting each other or what would happen. But just the whole fight. There was they were collapsing all over the place, rolling around on the floor. It was, it was awesome. fantastic. Alex calls Tanya a whore in the middle of it as well because she thinks that maybe she can stick with him, and he's like, well, "No, I'm not interested." She's, she's in got the choice anymore. between two blokes. I think she wanted Alex because he's got more money. It was it was yeah. She, he had the money, but I think she knew as well that Des had the had the heart a little bit more. I don't and know maybe... if that comes into it. I think she's probably just thinking, "Oh, he's got kids." Yeah, is it, well, that's that's a bit of a. Well, it's a doubt. Is it if you're gonna if you're Tanya, that's that's a a a tick in the no column, isn't it? Because mm. not only does it mean that he's going to be financially supporting them until they're of age, but it also means she's going to have to share her his love with somebody else. Which I think, given her ego. I don't think she'd cope very well with having to share. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So we're left after the the aftermath of this fight, utterly, you know, heartbroken for poor Raquel, who goes crying to bed in the middle of the night, has to come down the stairs with her hair down and everything. Oh, this was awful, yeah, because she knocks on the door in the middle of the night and and Beck comes down and she's like, and Raquel's sobbing and Beck gives her a hug and like this vengeful look on Beck's face. She's like that, Tanya, Paulie. But you also do feel just a slight bit of sorry for Tanya as well because 
you know. Well, she's there. It's the, her fault. But... She's there in the kitchen, like chain smoking, with her head in her hands, like going, "Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> like this is like six months worth of conniving that has now gone down the drain. How can I? How can nothing... I fix this situation? How can I turn it to my advantage? I know I'm going to punch myself. Tell oh, everybody it was Des yes. that's attacked me. So go evil. over to the Rovers and then lay it on thick. So turn on the waterworks to try and get Bet and Raquel to believe her that she's been yeah been beaten up by Des. Bet can pretty much see through her but Raquel poor poor naive innocent Raquel is like oh you poor thing oh no she's so oh, oh bet look after her here so Tanya lucky thing gets to stay on at the Rovers there's a little you mean, bit you mean working there um yeah 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 Work, know, working you make it sound, I can't remember there. whether she's li- um, I think she keeps her flat doesn't she I can't remember whether she keeps her flat um, throws yeah, her out eventually yeah no I think she does because I think what, some of what we see later goes on in that flat so th- there's a little bit of tail end to the Alex uh, story because he he ends up suing Des no sorry Heath sacks Des sorry who is trying to sue Alex for unfair dismissal because after all this this massive fight Alex who's did I say that he was his boss no. maybe I didn't that's probably quite important everybody Alex <laughs> was Des's <laughs> boss at the bookies that's the extra yeah so kink when yeah when you when Raquel tale. walked in on on this she's like oh it's Des's boss in bed with with <laughs> yeah that's an important <laughs> point sorry and, I missed and Des that. is mad about it so Alex why. has sacked Des Des is suing him for unfair dismissal he com- tries to convince Tanya to lie for him in court but she's like no thanks sunshine um, so and anyway, Alex ends up offering Des an out-of-court settlement. So that's the end of that. That's a bit boring, but I thought it was important, just in case anyone's thinking, what happened to Alex? So, um, <laughs> Raquel goes off to another modelling course again later in the year, gets thrown off of it. I, th- I can't remember why she... Had, I think, I mean, what Tanya was saying before about, you know, everyone has these aspirations for for fame and, you know, stardom and and, and the, the glamorous life of modelling that Raquel thinks is just waiting for around the corner. But actually, it's only a few people that actually, you know, get there, isn't well, it? Well, I mean, Raquel is a very sweet person, but this is like if your kid was saying, Mummy, I'm going to be a YouTuber, you'd be like, hmm. Some people Still go to university, though. Yeah, and and I think also by this point, Raquel was, what, 28 or so? so past it. A bit past it in the old modelling game, isn't She it? was past it when she got to 21 and she hadn't yeah. So, so she she's she's she has to leave this modelling course and then she ends up working in some grotty dive pub in London somewhere. So Beck goes and rescues her, brings her back to the Rovers. Uh, Tanya obviously isn't impressed by this. She thought that she'd maybe seen the last of her nemesis, Raquel, and announces to everyone in a brilliant scene that the real reason why Raquel has returned is because she's been thrown off this course. Des calls her a bitch and Beck gives her the most brilliant dismissal from the Rovers doesn't well this she? was like really painful because because Tanya sort of announces this to everybody as like a really triumphant joke yeah like, hi everyone like aren't you all don't you join me as we all laugh yeah at horrible Raquel isn't she stupid and ugly and everyone just looks at her like she's disgusting and, and then and then yeah she gets she gets called a bitch and then she gets fired and literally nobody in the pub defends her. They and it's all like silence, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. and this was better at her 
at her commanding this best. This was her, just look, like, totally ruthless. Yeah, it like, is. Like, I'll Stony give you face. too many chances not, here. Not joking with you. Yeah. You're, you're sacked. And you're only here because you, because Blimmin' um, Raquel, Raquel took pity yeah, on you in the first you, place. You owe everything to her and you still can't be nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's like it's physically impossible for her. It's like literally she can't she can't be nice to anybody. But this is not the end of Tanya. Oh no. Her nope. final uh, act of revenge. nastiness and revenge is to seduce Bet's boyfriend, Charlie Wheeler, who's this trucker that took her to a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. Because he, he y- took Bet to uh, Yes. Not, not, not Tanya. Tanya. She didn't know that much like Dolly Parton. No. No, I don't know how many drinks that you have. Um he kind of felt a bit sorry for Tanya, the way that Bet was so ruthless. It's very easy to feel her. sorry for Tanya because no matter what we tried to say, there's something about a young, good looking woman, especially if she's very slight and frail, is you feel sorry for her when she's sad. Mm. And We're I, just hardwired. There's something wrong with our biology that I, we are, can't help us. I think if I'm remembering rightly, and I don't know whether you remember, whether we watched this together or whether you can back me up, was it Charlie that told Tanya the reason why Raquel had been come back from London? It I wasn't Bet. I think Bet wanted to keep it a secret. There's no reason why Bet would have gone Charlie, telling Tanya. Charlie's one of these stupid men who just just again just judge people by the way they look, and so he can't believe that that um, Tanya is that bad, and he feels he feels sorry for her. Yeah, he thinks and, that she's had a bit of a raw deal. And despite all the obvious evidence to the contrary, like everyone hates her. She can't. She like she. She's been ostracized from the community. Yeah, but he's also still smarting because Bet's, Bet's not happy with him for revealing Raquel's secret to her mortal also, enemy, which is fair enough. Also, he's been tied down by Bet to sort of stay at the Rovers, and he doesn't want to do that. He wants to be a trucker, mm. and so he feels trapped by Bet. Yeah, so he ends up snogging Tanya Pooley. She, I think, she kind of seduces him more than the other way around. But he doesn't. Yeah. He's, he doesn't resist. This is because does she he? feels out. Of, she feels like she's um, lost control of the situation, and she literally can think of nothing else to do mm. but to sort of throw herself on the mercies of another man. And the only way she can think of to get him to help her is if she, if he fancies her and thinks that they're dating. Yeah, so, so she, that's what she does. She convinces him to take her to Hamburg with him where he's going on one of his trucker jobs, um, which she does. And I think he goes, doesn't he go back to tell Bet and the Rovers and tells Tanya to stay in the truck, but she still walks in there. And oh, yeah, she's like, oh, final... I'm going to stare it up. Yeah. I want but, everyone to know. Yeah, but so they drive off to Hamburg together and like within weeks, Charlie is back in Weatherfield begging for Bet's forgiveness because Tanya's dumped him. Yeah. Um, and, and that's pretty much the last we heard uh, of her, really. And and the the final brilliant uh, uh, scene in this story I suppose is the one where Bet and Raquel then proceed to get drunk in the Rovers together that night both spurned women um, yeah. one of the best Just ever scenes on Coronation sorrows. Street basically and, and that that is it for, for poor old Tanya well no it's not poor old Tanya no, like she cow, cowbag Tanya she's a horrible and, but it uh, is it does show your um, like cultural bias that people have well I, I think this is pretty universal that we feel sorry for women um when they do horrible things and they kind of it's easier to kind of forgive them or make excuses whereas if it was a guy you'd be like oh he's horrible well she she had her excuses of all my families my parents split up when i was young i was a lonely child what does that mean did she not have siblings no i don't think so well that's called an only child then isn't it not a lonely (laughs) child 
Um, so the, to Eva Pope's um, exit apparently came as a bit of a surprise to fans in 1994 and even some of the cast were pretty shocked too it was kind of a bit out of nowhere and um, I was reading an interview with her back in, in one of the old Corrie magazines the other day and uh, Eva Pope said at the time that the decision to leave was made before I knew my contract was going to be renewed so they so were wanted they her to wanted stay for to longer but she said yeah. so the decision to leave that was her decision yeah. yeah she says it was purely and simply because I felt that at my age without any ties or anything to hold me down it'd be good to limit my time on Coronation Street and experience other kinds of work I've loved my time on the series I've worked with some high class people with the mm. writers directors and actors and I've learnt an awful lot from them that's nice yeah so she just wanted to you know, spread her wings and try other things which she did she's had um, a few film roles since then but she's mostly been concentrating on TV um, including Dream Team which I think was a Sky One football thing she played a character called Stephanie Jacobs in that 64 episodes so that was a big old regular role that was like in the late 90s that wasn't long after she left Corrie actually 97 98 she had regular roles on peak practice bad girls waterloo road she was in that for 52 episodes playing um rachel mason and um hetty feather which is some jacqueline wilson spin-off tv show or something and i know she was a nasty matron in that i think she might have been i haven't seen any of this but i think she might have been a head teacher in waterloo road maybe a nasty head teacher I don't know I think I think she didn't want to get typecast as bitch in Coronation Street which is why she left the programme and I think she's maybe had a mixture of roles since then but um, she she plays bitch so well so I always think it's interesting when, when actors say oh, I don't want to get typecast because I think if someone's going to give you money to do that take it because the thing is the, the other option is you don't get cast at all <laughs> isn't it well, I don't, there are some characters that have been known for playing, you know, wide variety. I mean, look at look at Sarah Lancashire while we're on the subject of Raquel. Yeah, she she but does a not rare example. Isn't yeah, it? she has not played anyone, as far as I know, quite like Raquel. Since I mean, it, it'd then. be nice. It'd be nice if you got got to have lots of different things just because it'd be more interesting for you. But you know. I suppose, it, dep- it depends what's more interesting, the money or your acting craft. Well, I think that a lot of people would say that it's nice to be able to eat. <laughs> very, very true. So did you did you quite like Tanya? I'm kind of picking up from I the, liked, the few I, episodes that we saw very recently. The thing recently. is about saying saying I like her and sort of talking about why I think she did what she did and, you know, saying I felt sorry for her at times. Um, I don't, you know, it's easy to get the wrong impression from that um, and think that I condoned anything she did or... But obviously not. I just think that characters like this are far more interesting than, you know, people that yeah, are just more, nice. Yeah, yeah and she's kind a very dull. morally grey. Really don't give interesting. A damn. I think Corey, I don't know, I think was Corey better at making people more complex and less likable? you know, that at the time we're watching this, there's quite a few young women in it and none of them are like well, not many of them are just like, oh, she's just really a nice person who's d- unlucky in love. You know, they're all like, you know, what's her face? He's always got a sour face on. What's her name? Uh, there could be so many. Lehan, Aggie. No, uh, no, in the 90s. Oh, back in the 90s. That? I don't know. I don't know. Fiona. Oh, yeah. Fiona is a bit of a like, She's always person, moaning. She? And, and what's her face? He's rich. <laughs> Little girl, rich girl. Vicky. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're all like... Sometimes they do stuff and you're like, oh, for God's sake, you're really annoying Yeah. and and stupid. But I think in Corrie now, they try they try to make 
women are, I don't know, I'm talking out my bum now, I think. Um, but I think girls are a bit more boring on Cry now. That there are certainly few um, bitchy characters, or, or like we said earlier, villainesses. The reason that I wanted to talk about um, Tanya Pooley this week is we're starting to see a little bit more of Daisy. And some people have made comparisons between Daisy and Tanya, and it's obviously like very, this. very early days. Yeah, good. Um, but you know, it's a it's a young, attractive lady working in a pub. Um, doesn't seem to have a nice word to say to anyone. Although, I mean, at, at the moment with Daisy, we're just we're just feeling that she's a little bit one note. Um, I don't know with how she's you are. Say, I I am with how she's saying to Jenna, who dumped uh, jumped jump Johnny, jump blah, blah blah blah, but. I don't know. I think that Daisy could have the potential to be a Tanya like, and and I think that'd be fine because it is, you know, coming up to thirty years since Tanya first came into the program. It's between twenty five, thirty years ago, and 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 maybe we're overdue a character like that. Obviously, the biggest bitch on Coronation Street has been Tracy, who has been softened a lot recently. And I'm sure that if Tanya Pooley had stayed in there, they probably would have softened her for a little bit as well at some point. I mean. Tracy we both love, don't we? Yeah, and, yeah, and but I, she's not really a bitch now. She can be. And when she when she comes out with the with these bitchy one-liners, now it's great. But I, I'm kind of glad that... Because, I don't know, is anybody like that completely in real life in all aspects yeah, of their life? Luckily, I don't know um, anybody like I want to also just quickly talk know. about the double standards of, like, and we've talked about this before, um, of villains in Coronation Street and... It is clearly clear and obvious that if you're a man, you know, the worst thing you can do is kill a bunch of people. Yeah. But if you're a lady, the worst crime possible is being mean to people, <laughs> which seems to be, like, what most of these women have done. And I, th- I don't think it's the same on the other soaps. I, I just... I don't know why Corrie has still never had a big, big, proper bad be a woman the the Cory Rhodes gallery is full of men and it I am feels so excited crazy. to see there's got to be one and and we've you know I mean we waited 60 years for the first black family we wait <laughs> we're still waiting for the first lesbian wedding when are we going to get the first proper murderous multi-murdering conniving proper evil Cory villain I mean Tracy's killed somebody Tra- um, Tracy was a killer. Yes. Um We and um, Maya Sharma. She no, she didn't even kill anyone. Did no, she? She, she just, just set shops her... on yeah. fire. I mean, that's just fun. Kirsty Soames. We had. I mean, she, she was, was a, good. She was domestic abuser, but she. At, but at the end of it, she like oh, I learned the error of my ways. You know, do they do they ever bother to redeem to redeem men like this? Not no, really. They kill them off. Yeah. And, and it, it is. It is. Um, it is a double standard yeah but this is what but it's not it's endemic to society as a whole this is why people kick off when you know you have a a female serial killer in america who is on death row or gets executed everyone you know throws their hands up in the air but in other soaps they've done it we've just had in hollyoaks not that we watch it this amazing story with breeder mcqueen being the serial killer amazing amazing it got a lot of awards and and i watch it thinking i love that actress i wish cory had her but if they they did it is coronation street worried like i don't want to do a murdering serial killer lady because they they'll say i copied them but it but shouldn't then they be copied, copying, should it? Because they copied everybody, everything else. Well, the, I mean... The, well, the, there's the, lots of similar stories that go on in soaps all the time. Nobody says that they copied them because it's a man doing 
a serial killing story or Amanda's yeah. the, the villain or so so why not we in in Emmerdale you got Kim Tate haven't you played by um what's her face it was Erica Claire King Claire, Claire King exactly she went away for a while and now is back again I don't know whether she's any any good or not in her in her what new... she what does she do I, I don't know. Literally, I, I know nothing about her. Apart I from sometimes want. we turn over to Emmerdale just before Corrie's about to start. She's and we go, oh, look, going, it's Erica. She's thinking, ah, Sneering. See, I want somebody, I want a woman to be a villain on Corrie. And it isn't just, she's so mean to people. What do you want? I do you want, want it to be a killer? I want her to be a serial killer. Or I would like her to be like a ruthless business person. Kind of like Debbie. Yeah, I mean, De- but Debbie... Debbie's too nice. She's like, oh, so sorry that De- Debbie has been redeemed a bit now, hasn't it? So it's a bit too late. I mean, she's still got that ruthless streak in her. So I mean, something else could come along that could, you know, deflect her back to the dark side again. But then equally, D- Daisy could go that way as well. Um, and it's it's funny as well that a lot of these women villains that I've got on my list here were also so such quick characters, weren't they? Yeah. Like Anne Malone, she didn't do much. She she came in, fawned after Andy for a little bit, and then she had a, a crush on Curly, tried to tamper with his freezer, gets iced off, and that's it. Over and done within a few years. Kirsty Soames, year, two years maybe she was in it. Kaz Hammond, remember her? That, um, it was it Kate's, Kate's girlfriend. Kate's fiancé, who was a Six soldier. Six months was she in it? Who lied maybe? and tried to tried... set Maria up. Yeah, for killing her. Uh, Maya Sharma wasn't in it for long. Jade, recently as yeah. well. Six, Kidnapper. seven, eight months, gone. Tracy Barlow is the the closest that we've got to a long term Corrie villain, and and in a way, the fact that she has got such length. I mean, she has been in the show without much of a break since the nineteen seventies, and I'm not saying she was <laughs> yeah. a massive bitch when she was you know, ten years kid. old or anything like that. But there's been, but for 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 me, when I think of the classic Corrie villains, they've got a good you know two, three, four, maybe year stint of villainousness. And there's just nothing like that on Coronation Street. It's crazy. I wonder. I think when... you know you're saying like, oh, is Daisy going to be a, a villain? I mm. can just imagine Daisy being a villain the same way that Tanya was, where she's just mean and she seduces your boyfriend and sleeps around. I... But I also want to say that's exactly what Adam Barlow did earlier this year, and he's not considered a villain. No, I know. I like, know. You see what I'm saying? The thing, the thing with Tanya is that I don't think she'd have been half as good or well remembered if. They didn't have Raquel. Yeah, that was a. She really was the utter idea, foil yeah. to to her villainousness, and she was so naive, which Tanya took advantage of, and she was, and and she was so beloved. Yeah. Um, but they've got the perfect setup then with um, Emma. I know, and I again, I don't know. Would people say, "Oh, this is just like Tanya and Raquel again"? Because already so many comparisons are drawn between Emma and Raquel, but they're not really that much similar. But are they? you can't just never have the same look. Saying, I think the time that, is okay for it to okay happen 30 again. It's years ago, and then you and you've got like us saying, "Can we stop having people dying of horrible medical conditions, and and like dying? I mean, even if you're just taking dying of cancer, we've had three characters die of cancer in the last five years or however long. I don't know. Yeah. But you know that if you're gonna re- if you're gonna complain about repeating stories, let's tackle that problem first. I I I, I do think that maybe. Um, the time could be right to have that sort of relationship again, and I, and and if we have Daisy versus Emma, that 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 could be quite be really fun. Satisfying. And and the, the the problem with it at the moment is, of course, with all the COVID restrictions and everything, you can't have them together. I, there are, there is only ever seems to be one 
person behind the bar at, on duty at the same time, doesn't there? Like you don't you don't have the two or even especially not three barmaids there together. So and I and I can't remember whether have we seen any of Tanya and oh, not Tanya Daisy and Emma together. I don't really remember. So maybe maybe that's one for the for the future once whatever's going on with Aaron Johnny is is over and done with. I'm just I yeah I just think um, Tanya Pooley great character fun to watch. Yeah, we've kind of gone off the subject of Tanya a little bit. Um, now. um really complicated character. I mean, calling her a villain is a bit is a bit unfair because no. Well, if you're gonna then every single man character who wasn't married has been a villain. But just that how how horrible she was and nasty. It's because and you expect fun of Raquel. Yeah, it's because you expect her to be nice because she's a woman, Michael. I don't know. It is. But would you like to see her come back? Because I think apparently Eva Pope has been asked on numerous occasions. According she couldn't to come back now. What would she come she... back for? I don't know. Nobody would know who she was. No. Well. Who's left? No, I mean, Sally really would go. I think I remember you. Yeah, I guess. Well, that yeah. I wonder whether that could be a, an interesting setup for a character return that only the only the viewers know who she, who she is and all the all the characters are blissfully ignorant. Yeah, I, d- I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't. She might know. as well come back as a completely new character. I mean, she she she's gone on to do so many other you know, great TV shows, and and I think she said that she yeah she didn't want to come back as as Tanya because apparently like Brian Park asked her back in the in the a couple of years after she left. She's like, no, I don't want to be typecast. Maybe now could be. The right time. I, I don't know what what the last. Well, they could get her to play a different character. No, I don't think that they would could. work. I don't well, think they, so. Well, well I'm going to become the producer. I think her bring her back to as be Tanya. Different. Um, ruffle ruffle some feathers again or something. I I I think I think it could be quite fun actually. Well, she's going to have to be poaching the uh, the older ladies' uh, men. Yeah. She can't be get after Maria and Emma's boyfriends. No, no. Mind you, Maria's getting on, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I think I think we're done then. That that's our uh, our rundown of Tanya Pooley. Oh, wasn't she horrible? Well, she was proper horrible. Wasn't but... she just a horrible, horrible cow? Yeah, yeah. But I I just want to like congratulate her for somebody who had such a you know a relatively minor role, probably going down in Coronation Street history. I think. Everyone's heard of Tanya Pooley, haven't they, for one reason or another. So she's done a good job, Yeah, I think. Right, we we are done. We are going to finish with this. So we are going to say, if you have got anything to add about Tanya Pooley, if there's anything about the story that we've missed or anything that you uh, particularly enjoyed or or you remember or stood out to you, do you want to have Tanya Pooley back? What do you think she might add if she returned to the show now? Give us a bell on conversationstreet at gmail.com or the other many channels of communication that are open to you, like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. And then maybe you can read something out on the show. Done. 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 Thank you, everybody, for listening. The music for this podcast came from podcastthemes.com. Podcast themes.com.